Welcome to episode two of Just One Drink. I am your host, Nick Jerry. Feel free to follow us on the social media shit, like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that junk. Or uh, check out our website at jodpodcast.com. You can even throw a little donation on there if you want. I don't care. If you don't, we're good. We just want to have fun and keep doing this as long as we can. So without further ado, here is episode two of Just One Drink. the four of us who's going to go to space when that shit becomes public when you're able to go to space and i don't know what the fuck you're going to do up there stay in a hotel a space hotel is that what they're shooting for yeah another bullshit vaporware suggestion mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i don't think it's vaporware i think you're going into the atmosphere and then you come right back right i think that's the initial stage one but i mean I the, hotel part, a, a space the space hotel, hotel that's the bullshit vaporware i think getting people up and down in a space would be pretty straightforward well who is going to do it out of out of the group Tarek, no doubt of course i am yeah he's got the money to he's got the cash to burn and he's got like are you really would you really do that would you really go up well yeah dude absolutely man think about it like if you know i have a philosophy of when you're on your deathbed, right? Like writing a book about your life. You want to have some interesting shit in there. You don't want to have one page of, oh yeah, I worked at the same job at the widget factory for 30 years and then mm. I retired and I took like one vacation a week or a year to Disneyland. Is that how your I, life is right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, with this quarantine, it feels like it. Yeah, yeah right. I would, dude, no, I would totally go to the fucking space. Absolutely. Like just to say that you did, I think yeah. that'd be amazing. Why not? Now you you're going to get like, no, you're going to get peppered with cancer from radiation. and That's actually you know, true. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably draw snake eyes and have the Falcon Heavy <laughs> blow up right there <laughs> before I even get off the ground. I know that they have to like test rockets and they have to they have to fail in order to make them better. But that is not an encouraging sight to just see that thing landing and then just fucking blow ex- like up. imagine yeah. landing and then be like, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then. The, the the funeral we got here today to mourn the loss of Terry. He, <laughs> Butchering it. He survives on with his shoes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's actually that's it. Yeah. So go ahead and throw him. There in, he goes. Throw him in the Put dumpster him in the box with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Greg, would you go? Fuck no. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. I'll go to Hawaii or something. <laughs> There's nothing about going to space. I'm sure I would have some sort of an existential moment to where I was looking back on the earth and realizing how small I was. That being said, just put me on a beach. I'm fine with that. Yeah, right? sand's, sand's pretty big. Beach's mm-hmm. pretty big. Exactly. And I can imagine it. You know, they got to yeah. do crazy things with VR these days. Anthony? I would I would like to go to space, but um, I have a pretty high threshold for safety and competency. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not getting on fucking Elon Musk's Rodeo Express or whatever <laughs> like bullshit corner cutting nonsense he's having. Like if it was, you know, our Virgin Air, that fucking psycho either. Like oh, it would need to be like a who would you a, trust? Uh, the government. Like, like the uh, world government, yeah, like an international organization where there was. Well, like how about a bunch the Russians, Anthony? 
No. <laughs> cosmonauts? No. Dude, the, the Russians With Vladimir are... Vladimir and his potato-powered rocket? You wouldn't yeah, do it? Yeah, exactly. All of, all of the... I mean, they definitely have the technical competency, but the problem is the same pressures are on most of the major corporations in this sector of like having to cut costs and just figure out the fucking cheapest way to do everything. It's not conducive to me of getting behind like, what is it, like tens of thousands of uh, tons of jet fuel, you know, yeah. it's not yeah. what I want to, it's not a it's combination. Just, it's I terrifying. Do. It's a controlled bomb. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Dude, like planes alone are like defying everything that, that, yep. uh, the, the fact that, yeah, that, I get it, aerodynamics, but like the fact that you're in these fucking metal coffins and just yeah, like... still doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do a gra- or a Nick? No, you wouldn't do it. <sighs> I don't think I would. Why not? Everything I just said. You're sitting on a what fuck- a coward. Well, you said it. You're you're sitting on a bomb like that. Do you know how much it takes to go wrong? Not much. Yeah, like one before that shit just fucking explodes one gasket. Everywhere. Yep. A, ga- yep. a gasket yeah exactly and I don't know so airplanes have uh, backups for backups like there's all these sort of built in some airplanes well okay let's the ones that we're flying on for the most part yeah the big we're ones not, yeah not talking about like puddle jumpers but they and even them some of them but they have so many systems in place did you see that one where uh, it was like took off for, uh, from Chicago or something and it lost the fucking wing, entire engine, yeah. inlet of the engine yep like and that that thing still landed, and that's what they're supposed to do. And and there's systems in place to can like to make them safe, even when they don't look like they are. I, how are you going to do that with a rocket? You don't think uh, you don't think SpaceX has like fault tolerances and redundancy and all that? I mean, I think that they're going for it, but I can't imagine if you're landing that thing. So like, an, if if an airplane lands wrong, it might. Like everyone's dead if a like, plane lands wrong. Not necessarily. <laughs> no, no, they no. they they've crash landed plenty the, of the, planes. The case, I had a case once where it cartwheeled on the runway and one person oh died. <laughs> yeah, you I can would look literally it up. take a train everywhere. <laughs> I would never get on a plane you, ever again. You can look it up. It's the Asiana flight two one two one four crashed in San Francisco. San Francisco airport. Jesus Christ! I don't know if you guys have flown in there, but it is once. harrowing. No. You yeah. have to land on top of the homeless? Is that like the runway? <laughs> Just dodging no. the tents? It's, it's, uh, it's, the end of the runway is right at the water. Yeah. So the plane is going over water until the last possible second when it touches down. So it is freaky as hell. Is it so anyway, LaGuardia that way? Or uh, which one is it? Is it either JFK or LaGuardia does that as well? Oh, yeah. Greg, it, tell them about St. Martin's. Yeah. You want to yeah, shit Tark- your pants with Tark and I in. went to San Martin where the it, it's an island and... The plane comes down directly over the beach, right onto the runway, so you can stand on the beach at a restaurant and eat while the plane lands directly over you. You could like high five the fucking belly yeah. of the plane as it's <laughs> yeah. landing. There's all those videos of like of of the plane landing, but yep. the ones that amuse me are the ones where they're taking off and people are stupid enough to stand behind like a seven forty seven. Oh Jesus! Yeah, the food yeah, of that restaurant sucks. With by the jet way. Wash. One of my favorite uh, gags from Jackass 3 was when they were in the jet wash of uh, an engine and just like playing catch with a football and stuff and just watching it just obliterate people. It's, it's so fucking dumb. hilarious. <laughs> God, I fucking love that movie. 
Craig, did you movies. make a? Did you mention the the food? Did I overhear that? The same. Yeah, Martin's the food was absolutely terrible. Food? It was garbage food. Mm. They've just got the restaurant right there on the beach, right by the runway. You spend twenty dollars for a burger, and it is like, uh, oh my god, two day old sherry's, right? Oh, or, or yeah. Denny's. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but it's mean, not. It's bad. It's really bad. You feel bad. Yeah, the it. food in St. Martin's is just. It's terrible. You you fly in there. You're like, oh, it's going to be kind of exotic. They're not afraid to use spices and all this. You would imagine, right? And then it just it's a culinary disaster when you go over there. There mm-hmm. is legitimately no good food in now. What part of the what part of the world is that? It's by like Brazil, right, Greg? I don't it's even Caribbean. remember. No, it's, yeah, the Caribbean. it's the Caribbean. So like you a think- bunch of rich people go there. So you'd think that they would have really amazing food. I mean, Jay Z mm. probably made a complaint w- once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know what, man? It reminded me a lot of like, uh, it reminded me of um, uh, Prague when I was in Prague. Like, if you're in Prague and you go down like the main drag, if you will, where all the castles are and all that stuff, the food is just absolutely horrendous. You have to get off the beaten path, and that's exactly how like how St. Martin's was too, man. Just if you're on the main drag, horrible. But then me and Greg, we also had like that French guy, that French chef that. Uh, showed up and made us like the best lobster I've ever had. Yeah, too. it's a weird place, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, those tourist traps are like designed lowest common denominator to just get your steal your money, but they're all fucking garbage. Yeah, they are. Like the even in places like Italy, like you can get completely owned if you go to the main popular tourist areas and you go to a place with a menu in English. Like, forget they it, just man. Open it's up a can of spaghettios. Yeah. <laughs> And they'll do it with such contempt, too. They'll probably spit in it and laugh at you. Yeah. Oh, those fucking Italians, man. I just, I don't understand that. I don't understand the European arrogance. I never experienced it, and I went all over Europe, but I've heard that about Italy, like this this sense of arrogance. I, I never got I, that in Paris, though. I never got that in Italy, but seeing it from their perspective, like, think about it, too, uh, to double up on your European shit-talking. Italy is like the num is like the Florida for English England, right? So yeah, it's like really every oh, yeah. I know for a Spain fact too. when we went to yeah Spain is even worse than Italy in that regard. But like when we went to Sorrento, it's uh it literally is like Fort Lauderdale for British people, um except a little classier. <laughs> but it like the the food. Oh, I might you got <laughs> <laughs> what. <laughs> You said Sorry. you don't understand just... like European uh, attitudes. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, just like, <laughs> but like I the, the... equate it to Americans. Like when when people come into America and everybody's like, "Why can't you be more like you know our culture or whatever?" Which is a total melting pot. Whereas them, when we go in, especially arrogant Americans, like who think that the rest of the world should cater to our fucking needs, which is an absolute objective truth. Uh, I can totally understand why they would be irritated. Well, when I say the the European smugness, I'm I'm operating under the sense of you've got uh, like an American or whoever walking in and they're trying their best and they're not being rude and loud and needy. And then they still get the attitude. That's like that European smugness that I'm talking about. But if you walk in and you're an asshole and you're not trying to like be accommodating and, you know, you're being unreasonable. Yeah, you deserve you deserve it with both barrels at that point. Sure. I think the analogy to draw is like, I don't know, and this ties into something I, I'm really curious to talk about. If you've ever worked in 
a city that is like a tourist destination or in a tourism sector, I think you will have as much hatred for those people as like the arrogant Europeans do for like Americans that come visit. Because like you- I've, I have worked in, yeah, I worked in San Diego. I've worked in um, uh, places in Orange County that were like frequented by tourists and shit. And it's god awful. Like it's bad. Uh, even just asshole people in general in Orange County. So I can see how just the steady stream of that, of people like denigrating their culture. You when know. you say Orange County and you're referring to tourism, do you mean like Disneyland? And- yeah. 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 Oof. So I, I worked at a, at a destination. I worked at a Borders that was like at this mall in the early days when it wasn't like it's common. It's a tourist hotspot? Yeah. That, <laughs> it was, it was, but no, seriously, it was not, it was uncommon because I'm so old now back then to have like a mall with like a lot of luxury stores in it you know so people came there for like oh shopping gucci yeah louis vuitton and shit like that it was fuck i don't know what it's called anymore south center plaza yeah in in um costa mesa so too has those beautiful outdoor malls man so jealous yeah yeah i definitely took those for granted so what about Um, you're saying you had tourists come in to your borders and they just suck. Like, like <laughs> people, they suck. And so, and I, I knew a lot of people too who used to work at Disneyland. Like, there's a lot of crossover. Like, that whole area is is so dependent on Disneyland. It's kind of funny, especially in retail. Um, and like, you just hear like the the contempt dripping off of the you know retail employees of like the the tourists. And so, I think I I get it as a universal thing in Europe too. Like. You know, people are there to be catered to and to be assholes. They're not, most people yeah. are not there for a genuine cultural experience. Yeah, and and if, f- it's, if it's racking your balls that hard, though, like, my only advice is stop working in a different job, man. Well, That's no, but easy think, to say, but, yeah. like, for a lot of people, especially at that time, it was, like, 2008, like, there is no fucking other job, like, you know, like, some but people I think this are, is, like, when I went to Paris and felt that there was more judgment, more attitude and then you go outside because it's not so touristy those people were amazing and i think it's because they don't yeah. have to encounter the idiots like me you know going <laughs> did you uh, get me a cheeseburger day <laughs> did you get flack when you're in paris because i don't know yeah. i don't know what happened with me but i had like the best fucking time and no uh, i had a good time but you could you can always tell when like you're the butt of the joke Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys got elevator. That? Yeah, yeah, you do. Even even with servers, like they they don't pay you as close attention. Uh, That's a European thing, man. That's where well, I'm, I'm all about the tipping system. Comparative to other tables, like we were witnessing it oh. in real time. It wasn't like generally speaking. I'm saying like we we're like okay, we you kind of get a hint, right? Like I'm got a pretty empathetic empathetic person. I understand human body language and and you know so like. When they're not, when they're kind of going out of their way to not be as attentive to you, it's like, all right, uh, I mean, this isn't yeah. my home, so whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, that's another reason yeah. I'm so like friggin' psychotic about if I'm visiting somewhere, I want to have at least a very basic ability with the language because, in my experience, if you if you give them just a little bit, it really straightens people out. We like, tried, man. Like we learned all the basic stuff. We learned how uh-huh. to, you know, order a. Uncraft <laughs> you, you did your Hulk Hogan and no holds barred. Like, you know what we said? I didn't realize you were bilingual. Oui, je fais. No, it's... yeah, from Aladdin. Uh-huh. 
we uh the one that the thing that we said the most was uh uh well now i forget it whatever you say however you say i'm sorry we would apologize a lot you know i realized when i was in italy how often and how idiotic we sound because we say thank you a floppity jillion times man like in our just normal talk because like when you say it in a different language yeah i said grazie so much and i try you try to mix it up with a grazie mille thrown in there but still it's like i realized as america i don't know if it's just americans or certain cultures in general we say thank you so fucking much even in emails right yeah i yeah. say yeah. thanks two or three times in the same fucking yeah email. exactly i have to reread it to filter it out and, and yeah. maneuver it hey thanks so much for meeting with me hey thanks so much for your time thanks i look forward to hearing back just wait a minute this sounds stupid right do you ever say thank yeah. you when you do something for someone oh sure <laughs> absolutely thanks nick like thanks for allowing me to do this yeah they're like i open the door and they're like oh thanks and i'm like thank you and i'm like fuck yeah. <laughs> and i feel like an idiot you lay in bed at night eyes wide open well you yeah. could be saying thank you for extending the courtesy and not no, pretending not. that you're I fucking just... but just fucking just get there man and then you, you know, you'll be fine yeah because like it is true that i think well, I, I don't know. For some people, it is like a, an accomplishment to get them to view other people as human beings rather than like NPCs. You know, like when you hold the door open for someone and they say thank you, like a basic level of human engagement is not always common. Yeah. I heard they don't have that in China. I heard it's like they view opening the door or holding the door for others as almost like a waste of time. And like culturally speaking, they just don't do stuff like that there. Is that true, Anthony? I don't know. I think the issue with generalizing in China is it's such a huge country with a lot sure. of people. I think it probably varies from city to city. I will say that uh, I read some interesting stuff about um, the Chinese Tourism Bureau has been spending a lot of time trying to, um, I think in just in general, when you live in hard conditions, you get a little coarse. And so now that Chinese people are getting more money and are able to travel. There's been a big push, like the tourism bureau, to like instill or educate them on what manners are like in other countries. You know, like yeah. the spitting thing, as but, an example. To your point, go to New York and get on the subway wrong. You're gonna fucking hear about yeah, it. Yeah, like, exactly. They're they're very blunt with their procedures and protocols. I mean, I was witness to this woman just fucking unloading on this guy for. Literally, get, like doing the subway on off incorrectly. Wow, she just, Jesus! Like just fucking unloading. Dude, on. I was yeah. sweating balls when I was like getting ready. Like the last time I was in New York last March, like getting my card scanned so I didn't take a <laughs> fraction of a second longer. Dude, yeah, it was yeah. like like you know uh, Lieutenant Miller from uh, Saving Private Ryan when he has his compass <laughs> on his hand shaking. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's how I felt. And, and I was like scanning my MTA card. I'm like, please, God, <laughs> just, just work. let everything go smooth. Yeah. And what it was was he didn't – It was she was getting on and he – didn't step off or so or no no she wanted to get off and he didn't step off he he kind of just tried to like go to the side oh. and when you're yeah you step off the train you let people off and then you step back on and he didn't do it and she just fucking him <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah. I think some people I get that the east coast is more intense and direct but I also think that there's a definitely a way to take it too far uh you know and just petty shit like that is just eh. like but also you can if you understand enough, like, oh, my West Coast, you know, or maybe even like my liberal culture 
doesn't operate this way, but other cultures might or whatever. So like go to the East and it's a, m- a lot more abrasive. If you can know that going in, then you don't get as upset by it either. And you kind of just go, all right. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's kind of a no bullshit town. I remember I was like, you know, interpreting some people's actions. Like when you ask for directions and stuff, like you interpret their, their straightforwardness as rudeness because kind of going back to our thank you point, here on the West Coast, we say thank you for every fucking thing. But over there, uh-huh. they're just a lot more straightforward. And you have to, like, tune your brain and be like, wait a minute. He's not being an asshole. He's just being direct. And you actually got to respect that a little bit more. Like, hey, they're not bullshitting you. They're just telling you what's what. It's kind, hey, you're going to go up refreshing. to 35th and take a right and go fuck yourself. And then, <laughs> and thank like, you. Uh-huh, thank you, sir. <laughs> and fuck you. yourself. <laughs> got it. Thank you. So, Anthony, I'm was so Borders sorry. your worst job that you ever had? Um... I no no I mean well it de- it depends how you define worst job but I had a f- borders was it still had some amount of like what you would imagine the kind of wacky charm working in a bookstore had but the very worst job I had was right out of law school working for a claims administrator it was the most 1984 like bullshit Ooh. um thing it? in the world so, like, what well, we were doing was administering settlements for the Deepwater Horizon program, and it was the most soul-sucking work because it was literally just, like, data entry, but with a twist. So, like, you know, they would, they would like, grade and evaluate you and do these spot checks with, like, the tiniest like stupid subjective error you'd get like dinged and if you get dinged too much like they're gonna let you go um what was one of those errors like explain what you what you're talking about uh god i i feel like i blocked it out but like okay so someone is submitting like a schedule c uh on their taxes to prove their business loss or something and um there's like some additional um schedule on like a modification of schedule c and if you just coded the whole thing schedule c instead of part of it schedule c and part of it this other thing you'd get like a ding on that and like all this little shit that just doesn't fucking (laughs) make sense to me i don't know how you didn't get that right (laughs) (laughs) when i was in high school i got i got roped into doing this job with a company called events and promotions and it was does anybody have you heard of that? I I haven't not that specifically, but I think I know the kind of company you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was like just miscellaneous. Like they tell you what the job is of that day or that weekend or whatever, and you go do it. And a lot of high schoolers would do it because they paid you nothing, uh, yeah. and it was really easy, dumb work. And the one of the things I had to do was stand outside the Puyallup Fair. I grew up blocks away from the Puyallup Fair. Every one of my friends lived in Puyallup. So every you, you see people that you know constantly. I had to stand outside of the Puyallup Fair with a pink, like it was an apron that went down to my knees and it was to advertise, to give out free samples of Pepto-Bismol. So oh, I had to no. basically like, <laughs> and then the second your friends catch wind of it, they come over and it's just relentless. Like, yeah. just like oh, of course, give me yeah. some shit juice, man. Like, you know, <laughs> I would have been there, Nick. Humiliating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tarek, was your worst job uh, uh, the pizza place? Oh, Hell no. <laughs> no, man. I had actually pretty good memories there with Greg. Number one, free pizza. Like, that never yeah. got old. Oh, yeah. I, I think the shittiest thing about Papa Murphy's, though, was getting yelled at by people with, like, food stamps when I made their pizza slightly wrong. It gave me so much perspective in life. It really did. Yeah. Getting yelled at any customer 
any customer. I don't care how much you're spending, honestly, because you're just like, this is not important, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. I get it. I get it. There's stakes involved if you're spending $300 on a fucking, you know, uh, lobster. But also, fuck you, man. This isn't a real yeah. problem. Like, you're going to eat <laughs> again in eight hours, dude. Shut the <laughs> fuck just, up. The, the fucking nerve of people to come on in and, like, they order, like, a large, like, a family-sized pepperoni, the big one. And then they'd yell at you because they didn't think you added enough cheese to it. And what you know what? Sometimes we didn't add enough cheese. But I <laughs> sometimes but they I don't were care. Right. Dude, sometimes uh, they were right. But I for the most a, part, no. It gave me so much perspective, man. I had this legendary supervisor at one of the border stores I worked at. And I remember one one day this lady was just ripping into him because he wouldn't take like a second coupon on top of it or something. And she's just ripping in him. He's like, I'm sorry, it's just store policy, store policy, whatever. And she's just giving him absolute hell and she walks like walks away like huffing and stuff and he just turns to me and goes first the holocaust now this valid point no dude that whole fucking adage of like the customer i anybody That's who so says stupid. the customer is always right is a total piece of shit has never worked yeah. in customer and service. has never yeah. exactly never. greg exactly I've, never I've worked so many restaurant jobs and customer service jobs to know that customers are fucking idiots Yep, they're they always are. the most wrong. trivial thing. I mean, you guys got yelled at for making someone's coffee wrong. I'm dude. Sure. This guy, <laughs> John, would come in, and I swear to God, if he saw like three bubbles of air no on top, foam. I said oh no foam, and he would I make you murder him watch already. you as you like. He would have someone surface. else make it. Even. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm just really particular about my drink. I'm a regular. Everybody oh knows me. Entitled. Hey, yeah. W- would you mind making this drink? Like, they know how to make that was the other thing too is like when i it even happened in bartending it's like oh john knows how to make my drink it's like well then fucking come in when john's working <laughs> yeah like, I don't, what do you want me to tell you it's crazy because you end up like building these profiles of people you resent that yell at you oh, and yes. you have this whole elaborate fantasy of their lives like i can't tell you how many times i would see some drunk loser come on in and buy a pizza and I'm just like, get yelled at by him and I'm like I know he's going home and just beating the tar out of his wife for the most trivial <laughs> yeah. thing Seriously, and you I just mean... paint these whole backgrounds of these people how about some shitty co-worker stories I love shitty co-worker stories what you guys got I worked with this guy he's really creepy <laughs> uh, yes yeah, go on <laughs> 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 what do we used to do that creepy uncle bit where we would just like, look across the stairs? Yeah, why don't you come sit like, on your old uncle's lap? You smell the way a boy ought to smell. <laughs> just at work, we're just doing this with each other. Yeah. It is the type of things which you really can't convey how funny it was in the moment by retelling the story. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but, of course not. you know, we would be closing together. And one of us would be standing in the back room of Starbucks looking out onto what you would consider to be the sales floor. And we would just be doing these gestures of waving someone over to sit on their lap, right? Hey, come on over here. <laughs> Let me see. Look at you. Wow, you. You look just like your mother. You, oh, God rest her soul. Come here. Give me a hug. Mm. For no reason. Yeah. I don't even know how it started. I, I have no we idea. just decided that was a strong looking boy you ever wrestled before (laughs) jimmy you put your hand take your hands off of him right now come on i just got out of jail yeah yeah i have no idea but shitty shitty co-workers i mean dude i worked with managers that uh had a false sense of importance where i had one manager at a bar i worked at where she was like 
200% stress level, but it was Ugh. unnecessary. And it yeah. was, I know what was happening in her psychology. She was emitting to uh, the crew. I'm so frazzled because I'm so important. Like she couldn't catch up. You know what I mean? It was, and it was that energy all the time. And I was just like, chill dude. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. You would bring a problem to her and she would almost like collapse, but you know, spiral out of control. And you're just like, Oh my fuck. Yeah, look how important I am. I'm so busy that I'm frazzled. I'm so busy. That's how it's important like, no, my you job just, is. Man, one time asshole. when I was, uh, so when I was, my very first job was as a, a courtesy clerk at an Albertsons. And I remember like all of us dreading who was on bathroom duty. Like, did you guys have to clean bathrooms at your like oh, retail yeah. jobs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's one time gig, I had started, I was there for like a ripe three weeks and this other kid had just started and it was his turn for bathroom duty. And when he went in there, someone had taken a shit in the sink. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> he, That's he a classic Jerry move, by the way. He, he just quit. On, <laughs> he just quit on the stop, man. Spot. He just quit. He quit his job. He just quit right there. He's like, I'm not cleaning <laughs> shit out of the sink. I'm done. Hey, remember when I said about like the the people complaining about tourist jobs or like tourists like people coming in? Same yeah. thing, man. Just fucking quit. Just yeah. fucking quit. Well, I found a shit. I found uh, underwear that was. Somebody had shit their pants and taken their underwear off and thrown it in the garbage. I would have done that. <laughs> At least yeah. it was in the garbage. I've also found We've all uh, been there, brother. semen on the floor. Oh. Somebody jerked off. Oh. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. Damn. I didn't fucking do it. I'm reporting on it. <laughs> which yeah, which, right. Whatever, which Nick. job was... <laughs> Nick sitting there that was shitting yeah. and coming everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same day. Which job was that? This Nick? was the downtown Tacoma Starbucks. Of course All right. it was. Yeah, the, the Starbucks <laughs> in downtown Somebody Tacoma. Somebody shooting sense. loads in the fucking <laughs> Starbucks bathroom. Man. Yeah, yeah, there was a situation like that in uh, downtown Corvallis at Starbucks to where... The bathroom was public for the building, but not specifically in the Starbucks. But someone shit in there all over their hands, and they wiped it. <laughs> they, they wiped it all over the walls, and then they went out of the bathroom into the public hallway and just spread shit yep. all over the walls. Yep, 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 yep. And when we found yeah. it, it's like call the health department. We're not touching this. So we called the health department. We said you need to bring someone down here to clean all of this shit all over these walls. And they're like, click. Yeah, because we are not. <laughs> that doing sounds this. like a you problem. This is uh, this is not our bathroom. This is a public health concern. I'm not cleaning all this stuff. Humans I are love, fucking gross. I know. I yeah, love man. how you guys called the public health department, <laughs> and you got some just like someone. Dude, somebody came. probably <laughs> really. Yeah, someone we came and went. It. Good luck. Bye. In that's, a full that's hazmat. I have no idea. We did not touch it though. Yeah. There's shit all over public walls. Doesn't have a damn thing to do with me. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. We had a customer. Uh, I think I think I'm tapped out on shit stories. Yeah. Oh, good. God, yeah, but. We had a That's one of Nick's hard set rules, I think, for this podcast. It's <laughs> like, ten minutes. He's been a perpetuator of shit, but like yeah. you know, man. You, Nick, do I, I have any other shit stories? It's true. Oh, we talked about the dog <laughs> shitting. We talked about the murder scene shit hallway, yeah. shit in the sink. I think I had all of my major mm-hmm. work and shit stories. I mean, I tried to throw a little wrench and would come on the floor, but that yeah, got fucking shot down immediately. <laughs> Man, one time a friend of mine, this isn't my story, I feel like it's Stolen Valor. He was working at Buca di Beppo and uh, there was an incident involving a bathroom cleanup in the women's bathroom and a lady had 
<laughs> for I guess lack of other options, vomited into the used tampon box. Wow. <laughs> well, at least it gets absorbed. That's cool. I Maybe? guess so, man. But that seems like a has hazmat situation waiting to happen. Uh, we had a customer uh, that I'm, I'm remembering <laughs> Nick just wants now. you to stop so bad. <laughs> and you're not picking up on the clues, What Anthony? the fuck Good. is going on in the I'm world a, that we can talk about? 100% for so minute. long. Oh. So I got a friend that like shit all over. <laughs> no, Nick not, doesn't care It's not right just now. Anthony. It's like we've been talking <laughs> about story. the same thing yeah. for like 45 minutes. It doesn't even have to be a story that nobody else has lived through. I mean, we can talk about anything. The world is open to us. There was a customer we right. used to come in all the time. <laughs> Go ahead, go so ahead. like I had a shit real bad, right? <laughs> this isn't shit related. Don't worry. So his name was Disco Johnny. We called him Disco Johnny. He uh, would come in and listen to one of those. So you remember those CDs that like were not published by anyone known? Like they were compilations, and it was just a disco compilation. He listened to the same one over and over again on the little listening devices and disco dance for hours at a time in the listening area. Um, and he got really aggressive and he would like pinch like the female employees backsides mm, and stuff. Damn. So <laughs> they're asses. Asses. Yeah. Hey, uh, what what, what are you? Say? 85? Call it backsides. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> pinch Fair their backsides. I'm like, Jesus, I guess I'm still man. in H HR mode from it being a work sure. story. So, um, yeah, he would pinch their asses and like, and smack people and stuff. And so my boss who is, you know, he he used to be a roided out um, MMA guy. Uh, he backed off of that, and he but he's still pretty big. Like he's he certainly tall. And he went up to him and was like, "You got to leave, man. Like we've had multiple complaints about you, <clears throat> um, and you're assaulting employees. Like you got to go." And he's like, "No, you got to go." And my mom's like, "What do you mean I got to go?" He's like, "You're fired." And the guy's like, "That's not how this works. You can't fire me." Um, so you need to leave. And he's like, nope, you're fired. And he slaps him across the oh. face, Rick James style. Jesus. Hell yeah. And I, I want to hang I'm out. I'm fairly with certain my, great, bo man. my boss, to his credit, sat there, stood there red faced while someone else called the police. But he, he, he was like, uh, completely serene and didn't kept his hands to himself and didn't assault this guy, which is fucking incredible. And I had to throw his ass out and he got arrested. So, um, good job, Disco Johnny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tarek has been in a fight uh, in the ring, right? Didn't you, you used to do Muay Thai and you got the shit kicked out of you or something? Oh, yeah, we would spar all the time. I did one smoker, though, like which is just like a non-official with pads kind of a, uh, a fight. Well, you negotiate that. You negotiate what you want to do and stuff like that. Yeah, back in the day, I, I would do two, well, well, three hours a week or so of just Muay Thai. It, it's it's so much fun, man. But like, no, I never did like an official fight like Dan or anything like that, no. But you got you got beat pretty good one day. I thought that was the, the story yeah. that oh, you dude, got I your, your shit rocked. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> man. You'd get put in there and like, uh, you'd I got put in there with this guy named Jesse who was, you know, six foot four and Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, fair. and I'm five foot yeah. ten. And so <laughs> I walked out of there with goose eggs on my shins and like cuts on my fucking face and like it, it's no joke and like you're when you're sparring too and you're going at it like that you're going at like half your normal power but you're going with all speed but sometimes man it takes no power you just step the wrong way like you can mm -hmm. step into somebody's punch and you're fucking you're you're getting it right there so it's it's a lot of fun but is that why you uh was that when you when you stopped 
I stopped when it became like so uh my crew the crew is like the title that you give the 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 head instructor uh mm. Muay Thai that goes crew KRU and uh when crew like was like sensei? hey yeah yeah he's like hey we I want to put you into the next fight card like your first fight and uh I saw what Dan went through with fight training and I literally didn't have the bandwidth for it cuz like I would have had to have lost 30 pounds Jesus and like yeah wow. cuz I'm a heavy guy I'm like 230 Yeah you don't want to be so heavy it right yeah, dude. So I had to drop like 30 pounds plus like dedicate. It'd be like at least 10 hours. You a were week just doing it more for like to gain a skill to, you know, discipline totally. yourself and to do it for fun. You weren't really trying to be like competitive. No, but like that was the route that he wanted to go. And I'm like, I just I dude, I had no fucking free time for that. It sounds like a lot of fun and it is a lot of fun to do that kind of stuff. But like in reality, there's certain people that are just not cut out for it. I am not one of those people. I don't have I what is it like from Rocky where like you got to have that kind of that fire inside uh, of the you eye of the tiger. Just, yeah, but like <laughs> have you heard when of you're it? when you're sparring with somebody, it's really interesting because you have to want to hurt somebody. I don't have that right. drive where I don't want to just arbitrarily hurt someone. I have to almost have a reason to want to do it. And so for me, I wasn't half-assing it when I was sparring, but I wasn't whole-assing it either. It's but just that's a weird not the dynamic. Reason. That's not the reason, though, is I'm fighting. I mean, I get what you're saying, because I think I'm in the same way. But, like, isn't that the reason that they come up with is, like, we are fighting each other and we ha- I want to win. So, therefore, I have to knock this person out or. Totally. It, totally. But, like, it's interesting because there's certain types of people where they can just flip an internal switch and just be okay with going all out and, like, trying to fucking hurt someone, right? I don't have that switch. I almost need like more of a a reason behind it. I don't have that ability. I would just rather kind of shrug it off and be whatever. So I knew I recognized myself. I didn't have the, the, the fucking genetic makeup, the whatever it takes to, to be able to go to that level. I, I just knew I wouldn't be it. It was, you didn't play sports outside of figure skating, right? (laughs) (laughs) Answered the question. (laughs) And guess what audience? That's not a fucking joke. No brother. I I was going to the junior fucking Olympics though. Let me be clear. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't no slap dick. Is that true? Were you really good? Yes. I I went to his practices. I watched him. Okay. Yeah. I was going to the Junior Olympics, and then I found a thing called a computer, and it was all <laughs> no, over from there. No. It changed your life forever. Whose choice was that? Did you want to do it? or did That was your mom who pushed it, or was it your grandma? Oh, my mom pushed the whole, yeah, she pushed it the whole way. And then like around 10, 11, I got a computer, and then me and Greg would just be on the fucking computer the whole time playing video games and just dicking right. around. And but you I had was to like, like it. You had to enjoy figure skating. How long did you do it? I did it from I was like five to twelve years old or so. Like that wow. was about the range. That's a long yeah, time. It's a long time, dude. And you'd get up at like we would get up at like five in the morning, and I would do sprinker down in Spanaway. Do you remember that is? Oh, it was a sh- it, the ice was shit, man. Oh, the whole place is shit, man. Yeah. And <laughs> I was there from six a.m. to eight a.m. Then would go to school, and then from three p.m. to like six p.m. I'd be back in it. So it was like Jesus four to five hours. Christ. It was no, it was no bullshit, man. It was no bull. And you know what? Like I liked figure skating, but the coaches would continuously push you 
to go to the next level, kind of like with Muay Thai, right? Where it's like, all right, one in the same. You've been doing this for a couple of years. Now it's yeah. time to keep going to the next level. And eventually, like you know what? This isn't even me. This isn't even something I want anymore. I want to play GI Joes and Doom Two, right? Sure. <laughs> Did you play any other sports? Uh, no, I don't think soccer for a year counts, does it? In like third grade, yeah. that doesn't count. Everybody yeah. did that. No, I think, I, you know, what's funny. I have like two regrets in life. I don't have many regrets, but I have two. First regret is I wish I could have gone and done like the dorm, like college experience. I never got to do that. And I yeah. really regret not doing that. <clears throat> My other is I, oh, I really wish I could have played high school football. Like mm. I'm not a genetic specimen. I'm not special. I'm very whatever. But, like, I would have loved to have played high school football or at least tried to. Third string, I don't give a shit. It sure. would have been a ton of fun. Do you know what position you would have liked? Well, I don't have the <laughs> genetics for, like, anything. Be a center? But, like, it would be. <laughs> Just eat a bunch of pie and become a center? <laughs> yeah, I would either have to be a center on the offensive line or, like, a middle linebacker or something. I don't have the body for wide receiver, <laughs> nothing on offense. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and like it'd have to be defense. Like sure. that's about it. I learned that I in, in high, school high school for football, football very quickly. Uh, in high school, I went to the the summer camps through August that would then lead up to starting football. Uh, you know, in September, whenever it was. And in your mind, when you're a kid, you could be good at football among that small group. And then you go and you play with people who are competing at a certain level and you realize that your athletic ability is miles behind even these people who are competitive in high school, right? Like, I'm yep. not that fast. My hands are too small. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got the wheat between the, what is it? Can like anybody here in chaff? this group throw a spiral? Sure, I can. I can yeah, throw I mean, a great spiral. Can. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. Just what, you can <laughs> No, dude, I have the hands of a fucking 12-year-old. I can't. I can't even like get my hands in the right placement to Little do that. We hands. can show you, Just Nick. We can. Like... We can have a catch next time we're in LA. But here's the thing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring it back to you, Greg, in a second. But I've definitely played the most sports out of the out of the group. I just there's certain sports I can't. Like I couldn't really do basketball. Couldn't really do football. You couldn't do basketball. What? Well, I no. Here's the thing. I'm. I'm good at basketball. I'm just. I'm not a. Com- I I've got to see this, man. Dude, I can shoot three-pointers all day long i I, i'm so curious to see that okay i'd love to see i'd love to see nick just fucking stroke running up and down the court there's no way i'm calling bullshit on the (laughs) what nick just you can't play basketball basketball regalia with like oh my god don't act shocked you're five foot two i'm gonna just fucking lighting people up like steph curry i just fucking want to see it so bad account and i'm just gonna do videos all day long of me dribbling between my legs and shooting layups and shit oh None of you, none of you could beat me. I would kick the fuck I, out I of believe you. It all. I don't know, buddy. I don't know. So I can't. <laughs> I can't. Is this, I can't is this shoot. The hill but you're gonna die on, Nick. Is there you're is good no, at basketball? There, this is Nick, a new Nick, hill. There's no yeah. way you're getting a shot on over me. There's no way well, getting no, a shot. Okay, on. okay, you're not wrong. That's the part of me that couldn't be competitive. But if you're talking about the skill of shooting a basketball yeah. or dribbling or running up yeah. and down a court, I would fucking dominate you guys. I believe it. Bullshit. No, I, I, uh-uh. I don't know. the last time you jogged anywhere? <laughs> I will go one v one on you. We'll maybe. play. We'll do uh, next time I'm in LA. We will do one v one 
Best we'll do what is I, it? Best out great. of twenty one? I will smoke you. Not even true. We voted as a group. Just because uh, you eat fucking blueberries every day doesn't yeah. mean you're a good <laughs> it athlete. Nick. It matters. We as a friend group, uh not this group, another friend group, we voted that Tarek in the zombie apocalypse is so uncoordinated <laughs> that he would be the guy that kicks the bullets under the door when we're trapped inside and says, the fucking dad. So it's not just me that sees the reality of it. I understand. I don't have the coordination. Uh, the dexterity is the nimble fingers. That's of Nick what basketball Jerry. is, though, Tarek. It's mostly dexterity and coordination. No, it's not. It's you would not, try it's and dribble, and it would hit your toe and shoot right. off out of bounds. I would literally just stand next to you the whole time and swat every shot off. You couldn't keep it up. It would just be. I you know, you'd you'd have, have to run after him. I would be so. I would fucking blast by you. You th- and you'd fucking trip over your own goddamn shins. <laughs> you, th- you you think you're. So- <laughs> I'd go uh, 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 and I'd go side to side. Whoa! And I'd fucking dude. Wait, I'd be gone. you would do what? You know what I would be like? I'd be like Wait, that well, fucking ghost in the fucking beach. Like you got. I would just be like, he must have been a ghost. I don't see him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. God damn! I would. Yeah, I, we we've got to make this happen. I am so we desperate do. to see Nick versus oh, Tark one on one. I do it so bad. <laughs> I do too, dude. I could be. I could fade back, <laughs> bro. You are not Nick with the <laughs> fade I away, think both just... of us would have like like old man injuries that would happen from this. Well, that's, I, I that's will agree what I'm that we'll, we'll probably run out of breath around the same time, but. <laughs> I think it will still be on an even playing field, regardless of how sluggish we are. We'll both be. I'll still be better than you. I think. Well, I I, dis- I think you might think that you're going to be better at shooting, and that might be true. But I will 100 percent knock down all shots of yours. I don't think you, you got the. You gotta stay in front of you, bro. No, no, no. Because I'll juke the, the fuck juice. out of you. <laughs> I'll juke you, and I'll, I'll like I'll, I'll I'll go and I'll you know pretend like I'm going to shoot. You'll fucking try to jump and block it. You still have gallstones. Land and on his own fall. dick and no, just injure I himself. I don't have gallstones. <laughs> <laughs> gonna knock a gallstone loose on your way out. <laughs> Nick, you don't even have the proper shoes, dude. You would wear like skateboarding shoes to the court. Dude, you have all Mickey the proper Mouse shoes boots. and you never wear them, so it's I don't so know I will, I will wear. I will wear the best pair, which will give me an automatic advantage. Yeah, and you will put those little booties You'll around them it. to it's not cool. get them wet or damaged. I'm, I'm small and I'm quick. You think you're small and quick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I've never seen you do anything. Listen, I yeah. think we can agree on this. Sudden, it would look. It's gonna look so pathetic <laughs> to the outsiders. It's gonna Absolutely. look really embarrassing. Like, so it has to be close. Camera. Why is that adult trying to beat the shit out of that child? That's what they're gonna say. Why are these, is that grown man why are trying to stuff that child? Sweating yeah. and <laughs> that obese child. Yeah. And I that guy is bullying. It's like a Big Brother anything. situation. Yeah, this this is we have classic Uncle Rico syndrome happening right now. By the way, yeah, what we're capable, we really we're capable we really of that collectively we're... versus what's actually yeah. going to happen vastly different, and that's okay. Yeah, I understand. I, you're right, but I am telling you, I I shoot basketballs to this day, so it's not even. I'm not even pulling from no. history. Like I know wow. what I'm capable. of I believe doing. you. 100%. I know how good my yeah. shot is. Hundred percent. I think. Yeah. And yeah. my shoulder doesn't hurt either, Greg. Whoa. Mine hurts like a Nick, son of a Nick, bitch. Nick, let's see the shooting yeah. form. Let's see the shooting form, Nick. 
What do you do mean, it. do my in front do, of you? The shooting form, I'm yeah, not your on the camera. Monkey, I'm not gonna just dance. Start. By the way, I love how patronizing <laughs> Anthony was. With yeah. that. Show me on, on Zoom your shooting Show form. Show me the shooting form. I'm in a fucking office with clothes surrounding me. <laughs> not no. like standing. I'll show you on the court. Like arms. Oh, boy. Oh, dang. <laughs> Nick's ego is wrapped up in this. I like his confidence. I'm a little many, intimidated. That's okay. You should be. How many team sports did you guys play? I grew up playing baseball for <laughs> through elementary okay. and middle school. Are you defining uh, like as part of an academic team or just fucking around a rec league or how are you defining no, that? No, where you were on a team playing competitively against other teams. Not like like every uh, Saturday we meet at the park. I mean like you're part of a league and I mean, yeah, I'm not going to count one year of soccer cuz who cares about that stuff? That was me stuff. every year until college some kind of sport league. What, what did you play? Uh, anything with organ? It was mostly basketball and and like flag football. But um, like, I think Nick, you're talking like formalized. Like you have a team, you yeah, go to you have to, you have to try out, you make the team, or you right. Make you're the talking team about that whole process, not just like hey, around. we're a bunch of dudes hanging out. It's you yes. know fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. right. Not, I never yeah. did. We didn't. I didn't. We didn't have to try out, but there was like rec leagues that would take everybody and sort people in by like skill level. Sure. So to try and balance it out, but it's not like tryouts. But you still played. Okay. What I'm getting at is not like, were you good enough to make a team? I'm saying like, there's an athleticism that comes with playing team sports. I mean, and and not you know, figure skating obviously takes athleticism. So I'm not trying to discount that. I just no, it's it's been like 20 years. I know. Right. Yeah. But it certainly takes organized sport. Maybe is the better way of saying. Mm I mean, that's, that was my whole, up until I was 20, I played sports literally since I was like four or five in various capacities all until I was about 20. And then I was like, well, I'm not good enough to like join the adult leagues. Yep. I, I could have like for fun, but not competitive. What were your track and field events? Uh, I, running like, uh, uh, oh, um, shit. the, uh, fucking, what's it called? The tubularoon. <laughs> That's super <laughs> nailing that? this. I did track and field relay, too. I don't know what that relay. is. They oh, call it the relay. Yeah, in uh, yeah. middle school, <laughs> what distance, through eighth grade, though? I did. Uh, I did track and field. So I did the uh, what four by hundred. Yeah, I was really young when I did track. I, I did the. Uh, oh, okay. I did the four hundred, the eight hundred, and the long jump for two years. Couldn't do long jump. I'm too. I'm too short. <laughs> I'm not, I, yeah. I, I, I was assumed. a fast guy. I was fast. I was like a sprinter. You're you're the Muggsy huh. Bogues, right? Sure. Now, now it's more yeah. of a shot put situation. It looks like than a, than a sprinter situation. Me, yeah. he's just, medium just a thick neck, <laughs> right? Just, <Yeah. laughs> just get beefy shoulders. Yeah, you know. exactly. Right. I still was not. I track and field. I'd get. I'd get screwed. Who do you think among the four of us would win in a foot race? Not me. me no, I, I'll. Anthony would win. Anthony clearly. or Nick? Oh, maybe Anthony. Yeah, me and Greg aren't gonna win. No. Shit. Do you exercise, Anthony? <laughs> Wait a minute. What kind of just fucking question all? is that? Hey, do, you guys, do you guys stand not up, exercise? Stand up Hold on. Let us, you, just let answer my question. Yes, I exercise. Well, then you would win in a foot race. Yes. <laughs> all right. I guess it depends how far it is before you th- three of you drop in. Take your clothes off, Anthony. Running. Let us look you over. Just a once over. Yeah. My lungs would collapse if I tried to race you like that. Yeah. Uh, wait, you guys don't exercise? No. What do you I do, that. Uh, right over there, uh, 30 minutes a day. I get my sweat on with my rowing machine in quarantine. That's about it. I used to do, I used to do so much goddamn Muay Thai and boxing and that's killer. That's such a killer workout, but I haven't been able to do shit 
in gyms. So I've got this like $300 yeah. I walk machine. about two miles so a day. So on off when it comes to working out. I used to I used to go to the gym five times a week, uh, mm-hmm. and and do a a, fi- a three mile run and then do lifting different target groups every day, but that I, that when Teddy was born that was pretty much out. So now I'm down to two like five k's a week, and then I do like that stupid Nike Fitness app thing because I can't go. I to the gym still. Anymore. I fantasize all the time about like quitting my job and doing just that. Like when I took my sabbatical, it was amazing because imagine having nothing but time on your hands to improve your life however you want. Yeah, man. One of those being like fitness and nutrition. Like imagine like if your job is to just eat well and work out well for like six months, what would that do for you? Yeah, I agree. If if you are in a position where you don't have to worry about money because the flip side of that, yeah, is when... When I moved here, I took it, you know, I basically saved up and I had a bunch of money. It lasted me like the first year I could basically survive off of. Um, and then, you know, you start working and, but, but this last year, I mean, everything shut down and yeah, I'm making a, enough money, but it's not the amount that uh, isn't, it's, it's still distracting to be like, yeah. I got to, I got to fucking think about what I'm going to be doing, you know, in a year from now or six months from now. And so when you have that distraction, it, it sucks because I have all the time to do everything you're talking about, but there's that little fucking thing that goes the formula down. has to be right, man. You yeah. can't just, it, it's hard, man. It, it's super hard to do. That's why sabbaticals. I think if you've never taken a sabbatical, I recommend everybody take one because they are completely life changing. And yeah, you know, for the first like month, you're just like on your butt watching Netflix and sleeping in. But dude, like I fantasize about it all the time. Imagine if, like your job was to sleep as much as your body wanted. You could eat whatever you wanted. Like you, you had this whole formula laid out, and I think it would pay dividends uh, on your you? life. Because <sighs> it's like, dude, like it. it <laughs> taking sabbaticals is not conducive to my current employer's kind of work environment. Yeah, yeah they're Do you not. Think it would be harder to like. Would you be able to quit? Not not saying you should, but like, would you yeah. be able to quit your job and then take six months from working and then come back like pretty much? Hell yeah. You wanted? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I have full confidence in me like quitting and coming back. Uh, the problem is, is that, like I I'm in a sweet spot where I'm overpaid for what I do and I don't want to rock that boat for a little bit. Sure. So I want to <laughs> ride this wave where I'm like, listen, I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm clearly overpaid. I make more than what I should, and I want to ride this wave for a bit. Yeah. And if I rock the boat, you know, so be it. But like, for example, let's say I do get fired for some reason tomorrow, I would totally do a sabbatical and just focus on those things. Absolutely. How long are you going to give that? Because I understand it feels good to make you know good amount of money, especially if it's more than than what you feel you should. But like. That can control you too. No more right? than two years. I've already outlined oh, okay. it. I'm Got not. It. I'm not going to be where I'm at for more than two years. I am lucky to make it a year. I'm. <laughs> I'm going to be very lucky. It's like a boot camp every day with like <clears throat> a bunch of autistic people. It's not. It's sure. not a good time. You're not having fun. Like my old job used to be a ton of fun, but I've lost all of that in favor of like selling out for a couple bucks. But right. but at the same time too, like the way that I really love how Greg put it. He's like, you know, like the by working here you're reducing what is it greg like you're reducing your time to retire like yeah you're able to retire hmm. earlier yeah right which is ultimately but, worth okay it. but on that is that how you want 
to be because I don't want to wait until I'm fucking 65 and be like, all right, world, here I come. Like, isn't mm. now supposed to be the time that you're, you should be really like experiencing all that stuff well, while you're young and vibrant let, and able. Let and, me speak to, to Tark's defense here. Tark works hard, but he's a lazy piece of shit. So sure. mm-hmm. I am. don't give him too much credit to where you, he, he's working away his life. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I work hard, but I don't work that hard. I'm so not. What are you like, going to do when you're 60 years old? I have. I don't think any of us are going to make. Maybe Anthony will make it to 60, <laughs> but the rest of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be I'm dead not projecting to last yeah. that long. Sure. Yeah, yeah we're Jesus not. We're not Christ. making it that to be far. Dead by the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> carne asada nachos, man. We're not. We're uh, not making it, good. guys. Fuck. Okay.